0: to another episode of unscripted. Uh, Today's proverb is absolute fire. It's all about a good name. And I've heard this my whole entire life. My pops would tell me all the time and tell me, you know, you need to have a good name, you need to have a good reputation, whatever it was. And I learned this from a young man, actually, I I was the young man at the time, but he he was the wise guy, and it was Uncle Barb. We were playing pool, and he said, what's the most valuable thing that you own? And I told him, my house, my car, all these things. He said, nope, 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 nope. And then I said, well, what is it, uh, uh, Uncle Barb? And he said, the most valuable thing that you'll ever own in your entire life is your name. And That wasn't that enticing to me at the time at my young age because I wanted to think that I needed to build wealth, all these things. But what I found was over time was building your name actually would build your wealth. When you hear an overarching term like this, it's sometimes it's not as enticing or motivating because you think a good name, well, how do I do that? That's exactly what we break down in Proverbs 22, the corresponding proverb for the corresponding day, 3,000-year-old wisdom that is applicable today in your business, in your relationships, in your friendships, in your life. It's unbelievable. Thank you so much for tuning in, and welcome to another episode of Unscripted Proverbs 22. Let's get this party started. We put the work in We ain't stopped just because it's hurt back to another episode of Unscripted. I'm your host, Kelly Cardenas, the Kelly Cardenas podcast, and Proverbs 22 is absolute fire and it's dealing with just one thing. We're going to talk about a good name. Now, I heard this the other day. I was with my friend, uh, Dr. Greg Reed, and he spoke to the Arizona. Uh, hierarchy out there in Riverside. It was unbelievable. And what he talked about, he talked about a dream, then bla- breaking it down into a plan, then breaking that down into steps, and then adding action to it. It's amazing because in Proverbs 22, it talks about these exact things and it breaks it down that way. So let me go to the end here because I want to talk to you guys about this. Number one, God will give you a vision. Then he'll create the mission. He'll set up steps for the plan uh, or he'll set the uh, the plan up. He'll set up steps for you to be able to do. And then guess what he'll do is he'll have you accomplish it, but it'll be on his timing and not yours. That's the frustrating thing for me my whole entire life because when he gave me a vision, I just wanted it to happen right away. But on today's uh, episode, we're going to cover prudence, humility, communication, debt, generosity, speaking life, discipline, temptation, wisdom, and diligence, all in Proverbs 22 and we've got 29 verses, and imagine the amount of impact that it can have. In 29 verses, we hit prudence, humility, communication, debt, uh, generosity, speaking life, discipline, temptation, wisdom, and diligence. So let's hop right in. God says it right off the bat, it's a good name. A good name will create everything. It'll create opportunity. It'll create uh, everlasting opportunity. I learned from John Paul Joria years ago that he wasn't in the order-taking business. He was in the reorder business. Now think about that. Most people in sales think, oh, how can I sell this one thing? But he said, I'm not in sales. I'm in the reorder business, meaning that he had a good name when he sold the thing. So the person wanted to do it again. And this revolution in business or in relationships is everything. So a good name, this is verse one. It goes right into it. So let's get into the word Um, and we go verse one, a good name is more desirable than riches to be esteemed is better than silver or gold. He says it right there. A good name is more uh, desirable than riches to be esteemed is better than silver and gold. And when it says esteemed, it's about being esteemed for your character, so think about this as a good name, guys. This is, a lot of times in life, we want to cut corners. and I've done this in the past so many times as a kid. I want to cut corners because I want to get to the end result. And I want to see the quickest way I could get there. But what my pops kept telling me was when you do the right things for the right reasons, the right things tend to happen. And then people get surprised at it and say, oh my gosh, how'd you do that? This happened to us a couple years ago. My wife said uh, she walked in and she was doing hair uh, for the Golden Globes. And a little girl, 19 years old, asked my wife, hey, how'd you get to do that? And she said, well, about 15 uh, to 17 years ago, I met a, a, a woman named Kalina. And she said, no, 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 I wasn't asking about you meeting a friend 17 years ago. I was asking, how do you get to do the Golden Globes, hair at the Golden Globes? Well, my wife said, well, yeah, I met a woman about 15, 17 years ago. Her name is Kalina. She, uh, We created trust. We created a bond. She had me do a couple of things. She said, the girl said, stop, stop, stop. I didn't ask you about Kalina. I asked you about the Golden Globes. And my wife just kind of smiled and walked away at this time and realized that the girl was asking about the result, but didn't want to hear about the process. And so a good name is not something that's going to happen overnight. It's going to happen from little bit by little bit by little bit. And I could tell you this, an example of this, Mr. Greg Reed, a great friend of mine. Every single time I come over to his house, you know what he does first? He feeds me. He makes sure that I eat before he eats. And it's just the little tiny things He's always speaking life to me. He did this to me this morning. He called me and said, hey, you're just going to have a great day. Kill uh, kill the day, man. You're a champion. And that's all the reason why he called. But that over time, over the last four years of our friendship, it creates a good name. So every time I I answer the phone, I know something good is coming. Let's go into point number one, stay humble. In this, in verse two, it says, uh, rich and poor have this in common. The Lord is the maker of them all. So stay humble. It doesn't matter how much you have. It doesn't matter how much you accumulate. The rich and the poor, they were both made by the same person, which was God. So stay humble and serve people. In number two, it's uh, uh, point number uh, two is insight. And this is verse number three. It says, the prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. So imagine when you get insight. When you look into a situation and you can look further than the, the outside and the shiny part of it, guess what starts to happen? You start to have insight and you can stop yourself from going through some of the pains that will be caused if you just keep stepping. Uh, point number three is onboarding and discipline and communication. So this, for me, I, when, when I work with companies, what I find is... One of the biggest challenges is, it's not the existing employees that they have. It's not the challenges in leadership. It's not the, the culture that they have. Although those are challenges and we can work with them, it always comes down to the onboarding. How did you onboard the person? Were you Did you communicate clearly? Did you let them know about the disciplines that you had? And when you onboard clearly or in a clear communication sense, what starts to happen is you don't deal with this as many challenges. doesn't mean that it's going to be perfect. There's going to be challenges no matter what. But in the onboarding process, it's massive. And this is in verse 6. And it's wild because 6,000 years ago, God knew about the business challenges that we were going to have. Start your children off in the way they should go. And even when they are old, they will not turn from it. The onboarding process has to have discipline. It has to have communication. And think about this in your business and then think about this in your relationships. I used to joke and uh, tell uh, young ladies all the time that if they were searching out for a relationship, imagine just getting a three-by-five card and writing down all the things that you would and would not tolerate, laminated on a three-by-five card the next time a guy tries to holler at you, hand him the card and say, if you could abide by all of these, I could keep talking to you. If not, then just keep it moving. And imagine that. Now, that seems extreme, but if you want extreme results, then you have to do extreme things. So uh, in point number four, it says stay out of debt. So stay out of debt is in verse, uh, verse 7, and it says it implicitly. The rich rule over the poor, and the borrower is a slave to the lender. So simply stay out of debt. In verse 27, it talks about this also, and it, it hits it back. If you lack means to pay, your very bed will be snatched from under you. So just stay out of debt. Stay out of debt, stay out of debt, stay out of debt. Uh, point number five is uh, the entire blueprint. This is funny because God in the middle of it just drops a nugget. He said at the beginning, have a good name. Then he lists out all the things that it takes to be able to have a good name. But what I love about God is that he constantly will just drop a nugget and be like, will you listen to the simplistic wisdom? I'm going to give it all to you right now. And he gives it all to us in verse eight. In verse eight, he says, whoever sows injustice reaps calamity and the rod they willed in fury will be broken. When you read that, guys, whatever you reap, you will sow. If you reap a good name, you will sow amazing things in your life. And he breaks that down in verse eleven and twelve. Also, eleven and twelve. One who has, uh, one who loves a pure heart and who speaks with grace will have the king uh, for a friend. One who loves a pure heart and who speaks with grace will have the king for a friend. In verse 12, it says, the eyes of the Lord keep watch over knowledge, but he frustrates the words of the unfaithful. He tells it to us right there, and he just gives us a whole entire blueprint, but most of us, like me, are a bonehead, and we want to be like, oh, well, you need to break it all the way down. You need to give me every single scenario. Well, he keeps giving it to us. So in uh, in point number six, he talks about generosity, and this is in verse 9. In verse 9, it says, uh, The generous themselves will be blessed, for they share the food, their food with the poor. And he talks about it in verse 16. In verse 16, it says, One who oppresses the poor to increase his wealth, and one who gives gifts to the rich will both come to poverty. Gary Spellman always taught me about generosity and about giving back, and the most wealthy people and the sustainable wealth in this world are the most generous people. You'll find that. Uh, uh, Point number seven is excuses. If you're good at excuses, you'll never be good at anything else. That was a Tina Black quote. Um, In uh, verse number 13, it says, "The, uh, The sluggard says, There's a lion outside. I'll be killed. In uh, I'll be killed in the public square, and that's just excuses. There's always an excuse, and we talk about this with uh, football. We talk about it with basketball. And I'm coaching right now, coaching my son's team. And what I say is, if you're good at excuses, you'll never be good at anything else. There's always an excuse. Oh, it's right around the holidays. Oh, it's the first of the year. Oh, it's spring break. Oh, it's uh, s- uh, summertime. Oh, it's uh, you know the the end of summer, getting ready for school. Oh, it's just about to be the holidays. I excused away a whole entire year, and this is what we have the tendency to do. If if you're good at excuses, you'll be good at nothing else. Number nine is, uh, or number uh, point number eight is uh, temptation. It's in verse 14. So when we look at verse 14, the mouth of an adulterous woman is a deep pit. A man who is under the Lord's wrath falls into it. Now, think of this, guys. When it talks about an adulterous woman, and this is where my wife got, she's like, why are you always giving women a hard time? It's not talking about women. It's metaphorical. Anything that would draw your attention away from God is adultery, right? And imagine if you just started to think about it in that way. Anything that I put before God, Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all else will be added on. But he didn't say, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and your wealth and your family and your... No, no. Seek him and then he will direct your eyes and he will lead those streams. So in uh, point number nine, uh, respect, honor, and reverence the past. And this is in verse uh, 28. And this one was a a massive one for me and it took me a while because I had to ask this question. In verse 28, it says, don't move an ancient boundary stone... uh, set up by your ancestors. It just means respect, honor, and reverence the past. It doesn't mean you have to repeat it, but I would suggest that you look at it because it's going to constantly repeat itself if you don't respect, honor, and reverence it. As we finish up today, point number 10, simply work your land with a good name and you'll see amazing things happen. In verse 29, it says, do you see someone skilled in their work, they will serve before kings. They will not serve before officials of low rank. And so, God—it's amazing the way that God does this proverb. He starts off and says, "A good name, a good name is more valuable than riches." And then he uh, breaks it all the way down. And inside, he gives you some nuggets on how to just take the blueprint. And then at the end, it just says, <laughs> "Work your land." Work your land. Be skilled at your labor. What is your labor? It's diligent work. What is diligent work? It's right work. How do we know what's right for us? We stay in communication with God, not through rituals, not through uh, uh, religion, but through relationship. And when we take that relationship with God and we are present, not through just reading about him, but spending time with him, what starts to happen is he starts to tell us exactly where we need to be at the exact right time. And then the right things start to happen. And as we finish today, God gives us a big vision, creates the mission, sets up the plan, and gives us the steps to accomplish it. But guess what? It's always in his time. It's God's will, it's God's plan, but it's God's timing, which frustrates me all the time. This has been Proverbs 22, a good name, the steps to it. And realize that if you have a good name and you simply work your land, amazing things will happen. Thank you so much for being on another episode of Unscripted. I am your host, Kelly Cardenas, and I am so thankful for every single one of you helping the podcast to get in the top 1% globally. I appreciate you. Subscribe, put the notifications on, and I'm officially off the hot seat. Peace, love, and soul.